Once I was homeless, living in the bus station, living in the train station. My station in life was lower than low. Alone in the streets, I was sliding toward a life of crime, especially around dinner time. But today when I see a homeless person, I avoid them. When they ask me for something, I decline. I'd like to think it's just my fear of strangers, which is real, but the truth is something else. I know I may end up back in the streets, and I don't want to face that. I want to erase that. So, when I see the man at the off-ramp with his sign, Hungry Veteran, Please Help, I, a combat veteran who once was homeless, roll up my window. I want to organize a protest, a protest of my own selfishness. I want to picket my own rented, twice-mortgaged home. I want to start a petition campaign to demand that me, myself, and I do right. Welcome to another episode of Love and War, the podcast in which the irresistible force overcomes the immovable object. I'm your host, Lee Ballinger. I'm an author, poet, and producer based in Los Angeles. If you want to know more, check out my bio on Facebook, L-E-E-B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. You can hit me up at rockrap at AOL.com, R-O-C-K-R-A-P, or on Facebook. Over the past two years, researchers at the University of Chicago surveyed over 26,000 people in a study of youth homelessness. They found that one in 10 people aged 18 to 25 had been homeless at some point. They estimate that 3.5 million young adults and 660,000 adolescents have been homeless during the previous year. By this, they mean living in the streets or couch surfing with friends. Yet, in the greater Los Angeles area, over 40% of young adults aged 34 or younger have never been able to leave their parents' homes. They, too, are homeless. University of Chicago researcher Matthew Morton says that Our findings probably challenge the images of homelessness. Homelessness is young. It's more common than people expect, and it's largely hidden. Still, it can happen to anyone, as is shown in the new film written and directed by Emilio Estevez. It's called The Public, and it debuted at the Santa Barbara Film Festival in February. The movie, which stars Alec Baldwin, Gabrielle Union, Christian Slater, and Jeffrey Wright tells a story of a group of homeless people taking a stand against riot police after they are ordered to leave a Cincinnati library as a brutal cold front hits the Midwest and all the shelters are filled. I'm out in the cold, body and soul.
Three big paint companies, ConAgra, NL Industries, and Sherwin-Williams, have donated a total of $6 million to promote a proposed California statewide ballot measure that would force taxpayers to pay $2 billion for the cost of cleaning up problems caused by the use of lead paint. With interest, paying off the bond will cost the public $110 million a year for the next 35 years. The measure would also block any future lawsuits for lead paint damages. The initiative would also reverse a recent state appeals court decision that requires those companies to pay out hundreds of millions of dollars for lead paint abatement. Lead paint became illegal to use in homes in 1978. They're seeking to shift the burden of their unlawful activities to the taxpayers of the state of California, says Greta Hansen, assistant county counsel in Santa Clara County. It's even worse than that. The bond measure would also legally declare that lead paint is not harmful. That falsehood would then apply to all active court cases. This may seem too outrageous to become law, but in essence, it's already happened. In 2012, NL Industries gave $750,000 to support right-wing Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. According to the L.A. Times, quote, After intense lobbying from paint manufacturers, Wisconsin passed legislation to shield the companies from liability in lead paint lawsuits, unquote. Meanwhile, a new study published in Nature Energy found that half of new American oil production would lose money if it weren't for taxpayer subsidies. The authors of the study point out that, quote, as others have found, regardless of the oil price, the majority of taxpayer resources provided to the industry end up as company profits, unquote. A recent University of Chicago Associated Press poll found that 61% of Americans think that climate change is a problem that the government needs to address. Let's take this one step further. If we, the public, are going to pay for the activity of paint and oil companies, why shouldn't we own them? I have a new book out called Love and War, My First 30 Years of Writing. You can download a copy absolutely free at loveandwarbook.com. That's loveandwarbook.com. Let me know what you think of it. When I was in the Navy and off the coast of Vietnam, a Klan chapter surfaced on my ship. They beat blacks up in the middle of the night, things like that. The Navy sent in a couple of undercover sailors from the Office of Naval Intelligence. They were shipfitters and fit the redneck stereotype. They quickly figured out who the ringleaders were and had them shipped off to distant parts. Nothing was going to get in the way of our ship's strategic mission, despite the fact that, in my experience, the Navy was quite hostile to blacks in general. On the other hand, at the same time, we had a sister ship commanded by a guy, Sammy D. Gravely, who would go on to become the first black admiral. He made a point of punishing black sailors more harshly so that everyone would know I'm not prejudiced. Were the whites on my ship racist? 
My first response would be to say mostly yes. But on the other hand, we had a situation where black gunner's mates sold a bunch of empty brass shell casings in Hong Kong Harbor off the bow of our ship to some outfit. This was a huge deal and provoked a furious response. Officers interrogated every single enlisted man about the incident, demanding to know who did it. Everyone knew, but no one said anything. For six months, they took away all our liberty privileges, which made life hard for us to bear. Still, no one talked. Ever. Which side are you on? On! 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 Which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on, my daughter? Which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on? speak for the world. Let's finish up with a quote of the week, this time from T'Challa in his speech to the United Nations at the end of Black Panther. He said, In times of crisis, wise men build bridges, while foolish men build barriers. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. We must find a way to look after one another as if we are one tribe. That's it for now. If you see me on the street, smile back. Well, together we stand, divided we fall. Come on now, people, let's all get on the ball and work together. Come on, come on, let's work together. Hey, now, people, because together we will stand